from magical movies. All it takes is faith and trust. Oh, and something I forgot. To unforgettable adventures. Well, once there was a princess. I'm an outlaw, that's what. That's no life for a lovely lady always on the run. From the thrill of the theater to the comfort of your home. Do you want to build a snowman? Or ride our bike around the I don't care how you kill the little beast, but do it! And do it now! You can always count on something new from Disney. That's why they call me Thumper. Look, have I got it? The magic feather. Now you can fly. Ohana means family. Just a sec. Buzz, will you get up here and give me a hand? <laughs> That's very funny. I'm taking you to someplace pretty special. You won't find him here. <laughs> the king has returned. Join us for discussion and commentary as we open the Disney Vault with your hosts, Steve Glossin and Teresa Delgado. Ah, uh, hello, and welcome to the most magical slash happiest podcast on the internet. It's Disney Vault Talk. My name? Thank you for asking. My name's Steve Glosson, and I'm so happy to be here along with you as we walk through the pictures, the films, the movies, if you will, of one Disney Studios. We started way back when with Snow White and uh, walk through the official enumerated films of the Disney canon. And uh, we have now moved on to Pixar. We've done Toy Story, and it's time to jump into A Bug's Life. But I can't do this on my own. You all know I cannot do this on my own, for I am incapable of doing it on my own. Of course, I have to have with me the heart and soul of Disney Vault Talk. Many of you know her as uh, a fangirl going rogue. You may know her as a Star Wars bookworm. She could just be the fangirl next door. Around here on the Disney Vault Talk, we know her as the lovely, the talented, the powerful, Teresa Delgado. Hello, Teresa. We're dancing. (laughs) Well, we aren't. (laughs) But if you really want to jam... You gotta do it like this. Here we go! Slow down, you're gonna crash. Baby, you were screaming, it's a blast, blast, blast. Look out there, you got your blinders on. Everybody's looking for a way to get real gone, real gone. Oh, Teresa, how's it going? (laughs) Really good. (laughs) Fired up? Fired up, ready to go. You sound fired up and ready to go. And you have someone there actually in studio with you. I do. Yeah. And he was making me laugh. Yeah, I have video of it. I feel like he was making fun of me for a little bit there. But no, that, he was just dancing. That's just my paranoia coming through. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you know him from... 
the Star Wars Report. He has been on multiple episodes of Geek Out Loud. And uh, we once took a road trip to Austin, Texas together to go watch a little film called Star Wars Episode 7, The Force Awakens. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, Riley Blanton. Hello, Riley. Hello, hello. How's it going, Steve? I want to let this breathe a little bit. That's how it's going. Riley, I feel like you can do that. Yeah, really good. Why don't you try that? Uh, yeah. Yes, you did. Look at you. You're <laughs> awesome. You're awesome. Well, guys, Riley, what what in the world are you doing there in Nola, Austin, Texas? I just, you tell me, Steve. I just listened. Teresa called and said I need you to be on this week's show, so I flew out. Uh, oh. Um. <laughs> I always thought I always figured you for a little more responsible than that, Riley. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, uh, I was I've, I'm traversing the country. I was just in Los Angeles for a Star Wars event. I'm holding in my hand a Denny's Solo menu, oh, so yeah. that's what took me across the country. And of course, I'm happy to come back here to come to one of my favorite states, and that's Texas, Riley. and talk some Disney because that has nothing to do with Denny's or Solo. So. Riley, I have two things to say. Okay. Uh, two comments to make. Number one, mm-hmm. um, traversing the country. Mm. Mm. Riley Blanton, ladies and gentlemen. Number two, um, you know there's Denny's in Georgia. You didn't have to go all the way to, way to L.A. to go to Denny's. Yeah, but to have a fully set up Denny's on the stage of the El Capitan, <laughs> that was what they did. So I think oh. it was worth it. It's the weirdest thing, though, because I literally... Went out to another state to eat pancakes. It was oh. pretty sweet. I'm not gonna lie. Well, I tell you what, pancakes are good. Um, Amen. I also want to throw this in there. So now, what all did you see from Solo? Uh, the Denny's commercial. Oh, so the one with all the aliens and such as. Yeah. And what else? Uh, a lot of statistics on how, how to increase the profit margin on coffee beans. Um. Uh, <laughs> How they make pancakes. How they make pancakes. The uh, Millennium Falcon toppers. Those are cool. Oh, okay. Light up Denny's pins. That's true. They did have those. Hmm. Riley, I feel like you're holding back on us. That you, Riley has seen Solo, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Let's go with that. Yeah. <laughs> and he has an NDA. In fact, right now, the the, the the FBI is amassing themselves at Teresa's home because they're afraid that Riley's about to spill the beans. I can see them outside. I can see what's happening here. What? And they don't have a clue. Ooh. He'll disclose the solo film. And our trio's down to two. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. Well, our trio's technically down to one, but that's a different trilogy. Anyway. Mm. Well, I meant like our trio here. Oh. Yeah, because they're taking you out. Like the minute you say, the film opens. <laughs> move, move, move. He's saying when the film opens. He's saying how the film opens. That's all I got. Um, <laughs> that, that's my bit. 
So, mm-hmm. and we're done. No, I didn't realize you. I didn't realize Denny's had contacted you. I barely realized it myself. That's a weird email to get. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I'm derailing your show. No, I'm. I, listen, I would like to. Here's the thing. If, if I wish Denny's would contact me, dear Steve, we want to give you pancakes. Love, Denny's. Okay. I mean, there is someone I could email. I don't even need a moon, moons over my hammy. Just some, you know. Yeah, so some of the menu oh, some of the menu items. Mm-hmm. Hang on. Also, Steve, yes. they have exclusive oh, trading card packs. I know. I've seen yeah, I saw the uh, I saw the commercial and Okay, so there is the Light Speed Slam. Mm-hmm. This is our Fit Slam. Includes egg whites scrambled together with fresh spinach and Ooh. grape tomatoes, plus two turkey bacon strips. None of that sounds great because I want regular bacon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Two moon skillet, diced ham, fresh spinach, sautéed mushrooms, and hash browns, topped with gouda cheese sauce, cheddar cheese, and two eggs. Cheddar cheese. The co-reactor pancake breakfast. Mm. This is what Riley mm-hmm. had. Two mm-hmm. buttermilk pancakes topped with fresh strawberries, strawberry mm. sauce, and Not whipped cream. Teresa, very important fact that they talked about on stage. 50% fluffier. Oh, 50% fluffier. Ooh. Plus a side of crystal crunch rocks mm. and a pitcher of warm citrus sauce to that's, pour over your pancakes to make them go pop. That's that's the coup d'etat. Mm. <laughs> that's a, that is not the right terminology. Yeah, no, you're right. The coup okay, de, right. No, 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 I'm sorry. No, it's the coup de gras. Oh, that's what I was looking for. Yeah, it's not the. It I, is not the rebellion. Of I was going to say, yeah, it's not the breakfast taking over the government. What are new strawberry pancake puppies? Well, they're like, <laughs> like, like, what are those things called? Hush puppies, but out of oh, pancake. Oh yeah, powder. yeah. That sounds amazing. Dude, Greg, you need to go to Denny's. Denny's nearest me is about 33 miles away, and uh, it is open 24 hours a day. Mm-hmm. America's Diner, everybody. That's right. Denny's. Denny's. I'll tell you to this. To Disney fans, you're welcome. I'll tell you this. The year was... Uh, <laughs> I see what you did there. The mm-hmm. year was 2000-something or another. I guess it would have been 2015, maybe? And um, what was that, Glosson, going through puberty again? And I was was in Orlando, Florida for the uh, Dark Side Run and did the 5K um, that morning, early morning. Ran through Epcot. Actually, I walked very briskly. Uh, We've told that story on Geek Out Loud before. I saw the man with the uh, artificial leg and said, no way is he getting across the finish line before me. And I did pick up the pace a little bit. Um and uh afterwards we went we all went to denny's that was the last time i've eaten at denny's and it was glorious Mm. the last time i ate at denny's was actually in california in burbank right after we saw the star wars rebels finale oh my gosh I tell you what, Star Wars and Denny's, that's a good combo. I got to give props to Disney and Lucasfilm for making this marketing thing happen. Yeah, I wonder how much that costs. Well, I think <laughs> I think Disney makes the money, and Denny's is just hoping that they'll get business from it. And and by the way, I've, I'm, in, I'm in a few groups on Facebook where I, I've seen that they have gotten plenty of business from it. People are like, I've got three sets of the solo trading cards if anyone wants to buy them. <laughs> 
Riley gave me the set he got. Awesome. I don't know. It's not a full set. It's just like some of them. I have not opened it yet. I'm sorry. I can't. I, I tried. I'll do better next time. How do they look? Oh, I've seen know. pictures of them. Rapper. <laughs> oh, okay. I've seen I've seen pictures of them. Um, okay. Well, you know, look, we've talked enough Star Wars, so uh, I I do have some actual Disney stuff to talk, Teresa. Or one I know, Disney which thing. is weird that you have news and I don't. Well, it may not be news to you. It may just be what news to happening? me. It may it may have just been news to me, so I want to get it there. But I also want an excuse to play this. Hey, watch it! Watch! Watch it! Watch yourself! Pause! Who goes there? Watch it now! Watch it! Watch it! Watch up, my boy! Disney Watch. Teresa, recently I was in Target. Um, and you didn't say watch out for my butt. Well, no, that's your line. <laughs> I thought that's whoever's doing the news. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just trying to move. I was trying to move fast. I'm sorry. Let me. Uh, <clears throat> you want to try it again? You want me to try it again? Sure. Take two. Okay, take two. Here we go. One take, Glosson. Doing two takes. Hey, watch it! Watch! Watch it! Watch yourself. Pause. Who goes there? Watch it! Now. Watch it! Watch it! Watch up, my boy. Disney watch. Watch out for my butt. <laughs> How was that? Sure. <laughs> almost sultry. It was almost very. It was a very sexy watch out for my butt. Well, I wasn't watch trying to be. Watch out for my butt. I was just trying to be very serious. Um, that's what I. I have to actually have. That's <laughs> whenever I hit the dance floor. That's a warning I'm legally obligated to give. <laughs> All right, everybody. I'm about to break it down. Watch out for my butt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hold on. Okay, wait a so minute. Were... Wait a minute. Hold on. Wait a minute. <laughs> I have a bit. Put a little butt in it. I have a bit. Got to let me see if I can find something here real quick. And uh oh, come Why on. Why does your phone have a barcode on it, really? Oh, that's my luggage tag. Oh. I can't trust myself to keep up with it unless it's on the one piece of technology that says something about the millennial generation and that's my phone God. no that's not what i want come on this is not the song i wanted Things that make you go this is not the song i wanted <laughs> this is why is my computer failing me okay oh this is my jam this is my jam everybody this is my jam okay i'm hitting the dance floor Everybody, everybody, watch out for my butt. Here we go. Mm. I was actually dancing there for a little bit, so. Oh, that would have been great. But that's what that's what it's like to be at a dance with me. Like when they hit my jam, it's like I have to say, I have to I have to make the announcement. Sometimes I'll even grab the microphone. May I have everyone's attention, please? Watch out for my butt. And uh, then we get into it. Okay, so Teresa, the other day I was in Target. Okay. Target to the, uh, you know. The, the non-fancy folk. Right, the non-fancy folk. Um, and I was in the toy section like you do. Yeah. Just kind of seeing what was what. And I turned around from the toys I was looking at, and I saw upon the pegs of the other shelf these figures that are produced by Funko. But they're action figures, and there was Baloo from Tailspin, Uncle Scrooge from DuckTales, and uh, Dale from Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers. 
swinging on the pegs there. Did you know about these? No. Mm -hmm. Did you take pictures? No, I failed you, Teresa. I failed you and did not take pictures. And I should Funko have. Action Figure Disney, Disney Afternoon Collection. Yes, it's the Disney Afternoon Collection. Oh, look at how cute. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <gasps> yeah, I'm looking at a chip one. I don't know where the rest of them are. Now, but which, cool. maybe it was Chip and not Dale. Who's dressed Chip, like... Chip, Dale... Chip is the one that looks like Indiana Jones. Okay, so they had Dale. I, th I got it right. And Dale has the little fly with him. Mm-hmm. Baloo, Uncle Scrooge, Darkwing Duck. Oh, I didn't see... They didn't have Darkwing, or I probably would have picked him up. Yeah, so there's a Darkwing. That's cool. Yeah. I had not seen those before. I'll make sure I look next time I go to Target. Yeah. So, um, and Mama Lowe has just texted me, Steve, Steve, Steve. Oh, no. Well, you got to watch out for my butt. So, yeah, look at that. That's really, that's some good stuff there. Um, and so I was like, I wonder if Teresa knows about these. And I, I was about to take a picture. <clears throat> and then someone came on the aisle and I didn't want to look weird taking a picture in the middle of Target. I do it all the time. Don't worry about it. I know, but I got, I got frightened. So now these maybe they're it's not like you're taking a picture of a child. You're taking a picture of a toy. I know, but I just feel you know you know me. I feel kind of weird. So these have been out apparently since November of Whoa, 2017. We didn't know about this. Yeah. That's so weird. I I need everyone to keep going. I need if someone finds that Darkwing and wants to uh, hook me up or let me know where it's at, I'll jump on that Darkwing. Yeah, and totally. And I was, uh, we need to get another wave so we can get a goof troop wave in there. Oh, yeah. Because I'd love a goofy action figure. I need uh, the gummy bears. Well, those weren't, they weren't really Disney afternoons. Shh. Don't tell Funko. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell Funko. Um, I have another thing, and it's not really Disney Watch, it's more podcast stuff, I guess. Um, oh, okay. Uh, Dragon Con weekend is going to be in the last weekend of August, right into September there, that Labor Day weekend as it always is, you know? Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, and you guys know, I've always yep. said that I'm not returning to Dragon Con. Infamously. Infamously. And, um, however, there have been some extenuating circumstances. I will not be at Dragon Con per se, but uh, right now it's been officially announced the uh, what we're calling the Stark Expo Live. Um, Stark being short for Starkville, and uh, it's going to be myself, Derek Russell, Graham Hancock from the Starkville Family Podcast and the Geek Out Loud Family Podcast, along with Brian Austin Green. And any nice. of, and Teresa, any of the Goliverse hosts that happen to be in Dragon Con this year, uh, we're going to be one night only, a night of podcasting benefiting generosity.org, which is uh which is a charity that gets water wells dug in places where they need water. And um and so if you want information about that, just go to starkvillelabs.com slash expo, get on the mailing list, and as soon as we have dates and everything nailed down for sure. Uh, you can get on that email address and you'll get the information about what's going on, updates for that. So it is the Proto Goal Con. 
But don't. Huh. But don't. Well, seeing yes. as how I was considering uh. highly going to Dragon Con this year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hmm. So come, we're gonna have a place where we can hang out, and we can. Uh, we'll, we're gonna do a couple of live shows, and and uh, and hang out. The venue that I've seen that we're looking at trying to get is a really cool venue downtown Atlanta, not far from uh, all the happenings of Dragon Con. So um, you may want to Marta into the city if you're not planning on being at Dragon Con, because parking will be rough. Rough. Um, so uh, that's starkvillelabs.com slash expo. You can go there for the information um, and, and get updated. Put your information in and, and get on the email list to be updated as to exactly uh, what's going to happen. It is going to be a cost on top of the ticket for everyone because we've got to cover the cost of the venue and then the proceeds are going to go to generosity.org beyond that. So. Awesome, awesome. Hope everyone will make plans to attend that can, and that's that's what I have Disney Watch Wise, Teresa. So now we can talk a bug's life. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I do have something. Well, my Lanta. So in the Goliverse Facebook group, we've been doing Oh yeah, yes. A March Madness into April Madness sort of situation. And I just want to give the current status. By the time some of you hear this, it will be over. But right now, we are in the final four. And we started out with, you know, the 30-whatever, 30 32 or whatever it is. But the final four on the Disney side is Lion King versus Aladdin, which Lion King won that. And right now, it is heavily tied for in the Pixar matchup between Toy Story and The Incredibles. And I think The Incredibles is winning by, like, one or two votes at the moment. So it looks like it's going to come down between Lion King and maybe The Incredibles. What are you going to do, Steve? <sighs> That's the uh, $15,000 question, $64,000 question, Teresa. I'm I'm really shocked that Incredibles has, has had the showing that it's had. Um, yeah, me too. Against Toy Story. It's been really amazing to see. Um, I'm looking at it right now, and... And it just had a slight lead a little bit ago, and now it's up fifty-three to fifty. So, oh no, it's extending the lead. I'm really—it's like shocked. what happened with Moana and Big Hero Six. You, that shocked the world, by the way. That—that that was insane. That—I I was really I shocked by that. that. I was really shocked. I believe by the word that. you're looking for, Teresa, is criminal. That's criminal. No, it <laughs> wasn't. Big Hero Six is a great movie. Yeah, I'm just saying Moana is like the best movie. It ever. kind of is. Thank yeah. you. We were just watching it. I mean, given the two, I'm going to pick Big Hero 6. You're not going to pick Baby Teresa? What? Uh, now, wait a minute. Now, don't say it like that. <laughs> That's me. In the movie. <laughs> That's me. It's Hi. me. It's, it's a me, Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, it's been really fun just to kind of see what everybody's picked so far and stuff. Yeah. I kind of want to make one for live action next March. Oh man. That well, would be really hard. Winner the winner will be the cat from outer space, I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> or the peanut butter incident. Oh yeah, yeah. But isn't that the one? Wasn't that what it was called? Yeah. Something like that. I yeah, don't remember. That was a weird movie. Kid ends up being bald or something. I don't know. Because <laughs> he put peanut because good. he put peanut butter in his hair. That makes no sense. That makes sense if you put gum in your hair. 
Well, he like had. You can just wash peanut butter. Uh, I think like... it was a situation where he had gum in his hair and he put peanut butter in his hair and then he went bald. That sounds terrible. I I think I'm remembering that correctly. The you know what? Let's get into the bug's life. Sounds good. <laughs> and 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 I will uh, I will clear up all my confusion momentarily. So here we go. It's not playing the trailer. Hello, there we go. creators of Toy Story. To infinity and beyond! Comes an all-new motion picture event. Walt Disney Pictures presents a Pixar Animation Studios film. No, Harry, no! Don't look at the light! I can't help it. It's so beautiful. things are supposed to work. The ants pick the food. The grasshoppers eat the food. It's a bug-eat-bug world out there. Someone could get hurt. He's quite the motivational speaker, isn't he? Let's ride! <laughs> it's the same year after year. They come, they eat, they leave. That's our lot in life. It's not a lot, but it's our life. <laughs> I've got an idea. We can find bigger bugs to come here and fight. Now, why didn't I think of that? Oh, because it's suicide. What they needed was some help. Ah! You're perfect. What they got... Popcorn, stale popcorn. ...was a bunch of clowns. We're losing the audience. Get up there now. They'll only laugh at me. That's because you're a clown. You parasite. Circus bugs. Hey. I thought you were warriors. Hey, cutie. Want a holiday with a real bug? Ladybug automatically makes me a girl. Christ, she's a guy. Come on, Francis, you're making the maggots cry. <laughs> Walt Disney Pictures presents. Ah, I'm desperate. I couldn't tell. A Pixar Animation Studios film. This was not supposed to happen. Squish him. Ah, run for your life. An epic. I think I'm going to bet myself. Okay. Of miniature proportions. We don't serve grasshoppers for the colony and for oppressed bugs everywhere. Hello there, girly bug. Shoe fly, don't bother me. A bug's life. Coming to theaters this Thanksgiving. Hey, turn your butt off. <laughs> hey, turn your butt off. We should add that to the <laughs> Disney Watch bumper. <laughs> All right. Um, the Peanut Butter Solution is the name of the movie, and okay. it's and it's not a Disney movie. Um, it, uh, but it, the reason I associate it with Disney is because it was on the Disney Channel when I was a kid. Uh, okay, that makes sense. Um, it's a 1985 family horror fantasy film. 
was directed by Michael Rubo and is the second in the Tales for All series of children's movies created by Les Productions La Fête. Um, it's a French, the French title is Operation Bure de Pignols. Um, Michael Baskin is an average 11 year old boy. His father, Billy Baskin, is a struggling artist and a temporary sole caregiver of the children while his wife attends the needs of her recently deceased father in Australia. Well, he has no needs anymore. Upon hearing the news that an abandoned mansion has recently burned down, Michael and his friend Connie decide to explore the remains. Outside the mansion, Connie dares Michael to take a look inside, leading to a frightening encounter with the ghost of its homeless inhabitants who had died in the fire. Michael does not know this yet, but it, but his fearsome run-in with the ghost has given him a mysterious illness known simply as the fright, quote-unquote, the fright. Michael wakes up the next morning to find out that the fright has made him lose all of his hair. After a failed attempt with a wig, his wig was pulled off by an older boy during a fight in a soccer game, the ghost visits Michael in his sleep and gives him the recipe of a magical formula for hair growth, the main ingredient of which is peanut butter. Michael's first attempt to make the formula is thwarted when his father and sister think he's making something to ingest rather than use topically and dispose of it. The ghosts return the following night, giving themselves a second chance to pay him back for giving his money to some homeless people. And also, Michael gives special instruction not to add too much peanut butter as it will end in dreadful results. Okay, basically, he makes it, he smears it on his head, and his hair won't stop growing. And so his dad begins to use that to make um, paintbrushes, but then there's some other evil man that wants to use it to make magic paintbrushes from Michael's ever-growing hair. So, yeah. It was a weird movie, as I recall. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like, like okay. Mm-hmm. I tell you what, those French, they're some weirdos, man. But this is a, this is a bug's life. Yeah, well, first it's the short film that came with a bug's life. My Lanta. Okay. Hold please. <laughs> here we here we go. Short film. Short films. 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 Back to Stephen Teresa with some information on short films. Thank you, Jacob Roth, and everybody who sent in short films. Thanks. Um, That intro was longer than the film itself. (laughs) 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 Thank you, Roth in Wyoming. But it has the Incredibles behind it. Yeah, yeah. Like on the TV playing behind it as he's recording his thing. Anyhow. um, Don't criticize. I'm sorry. We asked for it. We did. We did. You're right. We did it. You know what? It's Stuffity's fault. He has spoiled us. And it is I, also Stuffity's fault that we don't have the bumper for Pixar Easter eggs when we get there. Oh, okay. He hasn't sent it. That's fine. Um, but whatever. This is Jerry's game. Mm-hmm. So Jerry's game actually came out in 1997, which is a year before Bugs Life was released. But they played it in front of a bug's life and this is the one with the older gentleman who sets up a chess game in the middle of a park and he plays both sides of 
the match in chess. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty funny. I actually really like it. And it did win an Academy Award in the 1998 Academy Awards for Best Animated Short Film. Oh, I don't, I don't remember seeing this with A Bug's Life. I don't remember when I saw this. <clears throat> because I know when I, the first time I saw it, I recognized the old man as the old man from Toy Story 2 who is the toy repairman. Right. Same guy. Mm-hmm. But they, I guess they used him first in this. Yes. And so what I'm saying is, is I, I, I obviously saw this after I saw Toy Story 2. Right. So. Which isn't surprising. I mean, you see these shorts and you don't really realize when you see them, too. Mm-hmm. I guess that's more in the recent years that I remember seeing them in front of certain movies. Right. Well, but I thought, I I swear I saw A Bug's Life in theaters. See, I don't know if I ever did. I know I've only seen A Bug's Life a handful of times. We watched mm-hmm. it again today. I think that might have been the fourth or fifth time I've seen it. It's a really good movie. It is. It really it is, is, but it's like, it's not one you go to when you think well, Pixar. We'll talk about that as we get into talking about the movie, because I think it, I think it bears, um, I think that it suffers from being released after, after old Toy Story. We'll talk about that in a little bit more depth when we get into it, but first let's get into some history. Are we, are we done with the short film? Yes. Okay. I'm sure you know everything there is to know about the castle. Oh, well, actually, I, uh, yes, I do. As you can see, the pseudo facade was stripped away to reveal... All righty. So, this film was released on November 25th, 1998. And in 1998... The animated films that were big that came out were A Bug's Life. Mm-hmm. And they're in order of uh, grossing money amounts. Okay. Uh, so A Bug's Life, Mulan, The Prince of Egypt Ooh. from DreamWorks, and Ants. Oh, The Bug's Life Dream ripoff, yeah. Yeah. Oh, we're going to get into that. Yes. <laughs> awesome. All right. So the storyline for A Bug's Life actually originated from a lunchtime conversation with John Laster, Andrew Stanton, Pete Doctor, and Joe Ramft. Um, and during that Ramft. same lunch, yeah, I know. During that same lunch, they also conceived the ideas for Monsters Inc. and Finding Nemo. What a so, lunch! I know, right? <laughs> Man, best lunch of all time <laughs> at Denny's. I don't know. I bet um, they were eating at Denny's. <laughs> So he and his story team, um, Laster and his story team, had already been drawn to the idea of doing a story with insects serving as characters because, like toys, they were in like computer animation, like reachability, because right. they have simple surfaces to animate and stuff. Mm-hmm. So Stanton and Ramped wondered whether they could find a starting point using Aesop's fables, the ants and the grasshopper. But turns out, and you know, Steve, how we said that. When will things stop going back to Walt? Right. They still haven't. Right. Well, so. and this is something. This is actually something I knew, and oh, cool. and and I remember this that Walt Disney had had his own version of the Grasshopper and the Ants, and yeah, um, in nineteen thirty four. Yeah, and and it's and it's more along, but it's it says here in the notes that it's a cheerier ending. I guess it is. I guess they bring the Grasshopper in and let him warm himself but i i mean the grasshopper goes through it now (laughs) he goes through some hard times he's just laughing at the ants while they're working and he's 
out there playing his little fiddle and everything. Yep, I remember this. So the ant and the grasshopper in the original, the grasshopper squanders the spring and summer months while it's singing and playing while the ants are storing food for the winter. But when winter comes, he's super hungry and the ants, he begs the ants for food and they turn him away. But eventually they do bring him in and let him munch on food and be warm. Right. Yeah. Uh, so it, let's see. It has never been said outright, but this story actually has a similar storyline to The Seven Samurai. Oh. I found an article about that, that the storyline for The Seven Samurai is very similar to where they have to bring in some outside samurai, seven of them, Uh and to help them against people that were trying to steal their crops and their harvest. Right. And so and also other movies based on the Seven Samurai, The Magnificent Seven. The mm-hmm. Western, yeah. Huh. So well, kind of interesting. Yeah. And you know, and I, I I wrote that down and then I didn't actually count how many of the so there's there's Heimlich, Slim <laughs> You would go to Heimlich Francis. First. <laughs> Manny, Gypsy, Rosie, Tuck and Roll. That's so there's seven. eight. Wait. And Dim. And Dim. And so Dim. there's nine. Okay, so they... Wait a minute. They... Hold on. Let me start over with Heimlich, Slim, Francis, Rosie, Dory. Gyp- Gypsy, <laughs> Manny, Tuck and Roll, and Dim. That is nine. But you could take Tuck and Roll as one and say Dim's like the horse. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so there's seven. Yeah, so anyway, just kind of cool. Um, Disney has never acknowledged that similarity. Mm-hmm. Pixar has never acknowledged it, but it's there. Hmm. It's there. Let me play you a little something here. This is a Walt Disney Silly Symphony. Color, of course, by Technicolor. By the way, if someone knows the history of Technicolor, if you could get in touch with me, because Technicolor used to be on everything. Okay, here we go. The grasshopper and the ants. Here he comes fiddling. And then he spit some tobacco out of his mouth. He's just a happy grasshopper. He's got a top hat. He almost looks like he's dressed almost like Jiminy Cricket. He just danced across some little bell flowers. And he spit again. Yep, that's the old grasshopper. I'm trying to remember what his song was like. But we'll not worry about that right now. <laughs> All right, so A Bug's Life grossed worldwide $363 million, and in the U.S. it did $162.7 million. Now, Steve, Mm -hmm. there's still the age of controversy with Pixar. Well, of course. Of course. So, we all know Jeffrey Katzenberger. I I don't think there's an er. I don't think there's an er at the end of that. Yeah. Katzenberg. And... We've talked about him in a not so positive way because he's kind of a butt. Well, you watch out for him. <laughs> I know. 
Well, he <laughs> he left Disney around this time. Right. And there was a very public feud that erupted between DreamWorks and Pixar, mm-hmm. between Katzenberg and Steve Jobs. Yep. So he left Disney to create DreamWorks with Steven Spielberg and planned on it being a rival animation company. That was his goal. Well, he achieved his goal. He did. Um, Although I would say today, maybe in like the 90s, DreamWorks was really good and like the early 2000s. But like today, they put out stuff like Boss Baby. You know, yeah, that's true. That's I think that How to Train Your Dragon may have been. That I mean, was good. Look, they've had you take you talking your Shreks, your uh, Kung Fu Pandas, your How you, How to Train Your Dragons, and never forget Shark Tale. How could I? <laughs> or the Penguins of Madagascar. Oh no! Listen, yeah, the Madagascar the movies Madagascar are huge. Was okay, They're huge. People love the Madagascar one. movies. Yeah, but the first one was good, but. The penguins. That, see, those are some of the only penguins I don't like. You don't like the penguins? <laughs> the penguins from <laughs> the from the penguins of Madagascar. Hmm, Madagascar. They they annoy me. Okay. I like the I like the lemurs. I the, think I like move it, move it. I think I like it, move it. I think it's your Disney uh, bias coming out. I like mm. to move it. <laughs> it also is that. Okay, so in the same year, 1998, Ants and A Bug's Life came out. Mm-hmm. Ants was made by DreamWorks. A Bug's Life is made by Disney Pixar. Mm-hmm. They both center on a young male ant with oddball tendencies that struggle to win a princess's hand by saving their society. In A Bug's Life, they rely chiefly on visual gags. Ants was more verbal and had more satire. The script of Ants was also heavy with adult references, while Pixar was um, A Bug's Life was more accessible to children. It is pretty clear to John Laster at this point that he thinks that Katzenberg stole his idea, and he actually approached him about it. And Katzenberg, you know, said where he heard the rumor, and Lasseter's like, you know, just did you take it or not? And he eventually said that he did. And the way that it happened was when Katzenberg left, uh, Lasseter and him kept in touch because they'd been working on the deal for Pixar and stuff together. And so he shared ideas with Katzenberg about what they were thinking about doing and stuff like that. Not thinking anything, you know, that the guy was going to go be a butt and Katzenberg stole it and made ants. That is, like, amazing that he actually said, yeah, I sold this idea from you. Of course he did. Cocky butt. But, wow. Uh, what is amazing... That me mad. What's amazing to me is that he openly admitted it. Mm-hmm. Like, because usually your lawyers would advise you don't say anything like that. Well, you know, they were probably just in a friendly conversation. And, you know, between two people... When he comes out and says yeah, but in the he, in the world of IPs and the entertainment industry, you can't be just having friendly conversations. Yeah, not anymore. Anyway, well, now you just don't you don't talk about it. That's why we have NDAs, Riley. Don't talk about it. The FBI is going to come in the window. Got it. I'm good. 
All right, so A Bug's Life won the Grammy Award for Best Instrumental Composition by Randy Newman. And they were nominated for the Academy Awards in 1999 for Best Original Score, Musical, or Comedy. But so was Mulan, Patch Adams, Prince of Egypt, which apparently Riley really, really likes. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Shakespeare in Love won. Mm -hmm. And then they were also nominated for Best Original Score in the Golden Globes in 99. I just also want to point out that there's a glaring missing hole in that score nomination in 1999. I'm just saying. For what? Oh, Phantom Menace. Well, Phantom Menace yeah. would have actually no, been no, in the no. Oscars they in would have 2000. Had to come out in 98. Oh. So it would be the that two, makes sense. It would be the so 2000. That makes sense. All right. Justice is served. Okay. So in for the Golden Globes, the Truman Show was nominated, A Bug's Life, Mulan, Prince of Egypt, and Saving Private Ryan. Mm. Which Saving Private Ryan was not nominated for an Academy Award, which is garbage. I love that score. Uh, but the Truman Show won. The Golden Globe that year. Also, I noticed in 99, there was no category for best animated film. No, that started in the 2000s. Yeah. And I think it was a direct result of everyone knew that the Pixar movies a few years in a row were the best movies that had come out. And so, I mean, I'm being like dead serious. And so I think the idea was... Yeah, that's what I always heard is that Pixar literally kind of... Uh Uh-oh, I've lost Teresa and Riley. No. It should be here. We are here. What you heard is Pixar always did what, Riley? Oh, that they kind of forced that category. That's kind of the going, that's kind of the running theory. The running thought process. Makes total sense. Well, I mean, there's there's been very few that have been better than Pixar movies over the years, so. Yep. But yeah, that I remember when they I remember when they added best animated because there, I, I don't remember exactly what year it was, but I remember the, all the all the scuttlebutt being that Pixar was putting out the best stuff, and it was kind of a shame that they were going to an animated category instead of just saying this is the best film. Right, like with Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now I'm also going to say this. <clears throat> the score of this movie was good, and it was very noticeable, and I noticed that it was good. But that song that plays over the credits, not so much. Mm-hmm. And you'll notice that theme was weaved into the score a couple times in the movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm a bug. I'm a bug. I'm a bug. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about some Pixar Easter eggs. Yes. So in our last episode, we talked about what some of the most common ones are. And as we go through, I'm kind of pulling those from all of the films. So the number A113. Is actually on a cardboard box in the Bug City. There's also a number 1195 on that box as well, and the 95 refers back to Toy Story being released in 1995. Mm. In November of 95? Oh, sure. I don't know. I don't remember when Toy Story came okay. out. That was like two months ago. I don't remember. <laughs> All right, and there's an advertisement for the Broadway musical The Lion King in the Bug City. Yeah, I did see that. And an advertisement for Apple computers. Oh, I didn't. I missed that one. And then the the like the train cars for the for the circus. Yeah, the the cookie boxes. Yeah, the cookie boxes. They're for Casey Jr. cookies, oh, which is a Dumbo reference. Yeah, Casey Jr.'s Casey coming, Jr. Down, coming down, down the tracks. And then the Pizza Planet truck is kind of off 
where we see the bug zapper and the, they're like saying, come away from the light. Yeah, He's like, I can't, I can't. <laughs> the Pizza Planet truck is right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, and I did see that as well. So. All right, it's time. Oh, really? Yeah. Here we go. Oh man, I didn't have the I didn't have the sound up. Here we go. Fun facts. Say it proud and geek out loud. It's fun facts. Wait, I get to do fun facts? Yeah. Fun yes. facts with Riley. I'm I'm so excited. Although I got so excited that I lost my place. <laughs> true professionalism. <laughs> oh, fun fact. <laughs> the ants tree used in uh, other Pixar movies is an ex- uh, for example, it's also in Toy Story 2, and it's the tree in Jesse's flashback uh, in Up. No, nope. it's the tree uh, Carl Fredrickson and Ellie go to. I didn't. That's awesome. It's also the tree. Fun fact that uh, they use an avatar. No, it's not. Now, now, Riley, I do. Let me let me just kind of. Can I read that the way Riley just read it? Yes, because he read it goofy. <laughs> it's in Toy Story 2, and it's the tree in Jesse's flashback in Up. It's the tree where Carly, where Carl Fredrickson and Ellie go to. No, it's, for example, in Toy Story 2, it is the tree in Jesse's flashback. Right. And in Up, it's the tree. Right. There is a comma, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah. It's in Toy Story 2 and Up. There yes. you go. <laughs> okay, go. Uh, a Bug's Life uh, used almost 10 times the computing power that uh, Story Toy required, and on average, okay. it took... <laughs> How it, Riley, how it's going, Riley? I can't do this, guys. I've got way too much echo. You talking about? You talking about? Torture. You talking about? You guys are torturing me. You talking about? You talking about Stoitory? I swear to God. Okay, I'm just gonna do it. Oh, you talking about? Thank st- you. Riley's tapping out. On on the next Disney Tap Vault out. Talk. On the next Disney Vault Talk, Stoitory. <laughs> All right. A Bug's Life used almost 10 times the computing power that Toy Story required. On average, it took three hours to render each frame of the film. But when we get to Cars, the average is 17 hours per Mm. frame. Good night. This is the first Pixar movie with bloopers at the end, followed by Toy Story 2. I knew there was something I was supposed to watch in the credits. And I forgot to watch the bloopers. Daggummit. This is the first Pixar film to be released on DVD, actually. Oh. Yeah, because remember, Toy Story was still released on VHS. Mm -hmm. And then it comes out on DVD later. This is also the first Pixar film to be promoted by McDonald's. All right. This was the first Pixar film to both use the normal, quote-unquote, customized Walt Disney Pictures logo up until 2007's Ratatouille and to have the Pixar logo appear at the very beginning. Pretty cool, pretty cool. So this, this so far is the only Pixar film where John Ratzenberger voiced more than one character. And he has a character that's in the movie like a whole bunch. Yeah, so he was P.T. Flea. Right. And who else? Let's see. He was, he does some others, but I don't think it's anybody like specific. Okay. He does a lot of background. Okay, great. Okay, let's see. Um, where was I? I lost my place. Okay, this is the only Pixar film to actually retain its widescreen viewing format on its Blu-ray release. Hmm. 
And Ada, the elder ant princess, is named after the scientific genus name for the leafcutter ants of Central and South America. Which, is that where this movie actually takes place? This movie takes place on an island. Ant Island. That's true. That's true. <laughs> All right, so for theme park attractions, mm -hmm. a bug's land is a section at Disney California Adventure in California, obviously, that is inspired by a bug's life. It has a bunch of rides and stuff that are all, like, kind of little kids' rides. There's, like, the roly-poly bugs that are, like, bumper cars, Heinlich's little choo-choo train, um, these, like, I don't know, these, like, ladybug things. And then at... Animal Kingdom at Walt Disney World, there is a 3D show in the tree called It's Tough to Be a Bug. On March 20th, 2018, so not that long ago, mm -hmm. it was announced that a bug's, the Bug's Land at mm -hmm. Disney California Adventure will be closed down later this summer to wake, make way for there a new go. Marvel superhero-themed land. It's going to wake me for a new Marvel superhero-themed How it's going. They're, how it's going. Yeah, they're going to demolish it for Marvel. Oh, it's kind of sad. sad. I really like the Heimlich choo-choo train. Yep. Mm. Is the Bugs Land, is it like a repurposed Honey, I Shrunk the Kids area? No, it's not like that. Okay. It's, it's, you know, it's actually built, you know, where there's, you feel like you're in a bunch of grass. I mean, I know how the, how the, I'm trying to, it's different in the sense that you can't slide down leaves of grass. Okay. You know, it's just, it, they everything's bigger. It makes you feel like you're super mm -hmm. small, like you're a bug, and there's all these rides. And look, I know we've been very critical of people's choices of words tonight, but Leaves of Grass is actually a collection of poems by Walt Whitman. I believe it's actual blades of grass that you would slide down. Also, I just wanted to show off my knowledge of American literature. <laughs> all right. I'm not just a pretty face. <laughs> You're also smart too. And I'm smart too. No, I was wondering if maybe they repurposed some old stuff from like just the decor stuff. I okay. And I don't think Disneyland ever had Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Well, I didn't know if they did or not. Did, I don't think they ever did. Did they used uh, to have something like that at uh, Hollywood Studios? They did. There was a okay. Honey I Shrunk the Kids line. I have a, actually have a picture with me on Auntie. Okay. Yeah, I, I knew that there was somewhere where they had something like that. Yeah, um, it was over in like the streets of America in Hollywood Studios. Mm -hmm. It was uh, one of the first things to go when they were getting ready for uh, Toy Story Land and Star Wars Land mm -hmm. and stuff. Now, I want to uh, talk about a couple of things as we discuss this film. The first being that I don't really remember Ants at all. I've never seen it. I saw it, and I think Sylvester Stallone was a voice in that movie. Really? I think so. And um, <clears throat> and I, I just remember thinking that this was a superior movie back when I saw it because um, of all the things that they said. Now, Woody Allen, well, what was the animated movie that Sylvester Stallone was in? I think it was Ants. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, he was the voice. Okay, good. Mm. Whew, I was worried there for a second. I remember seeing the logo and stuff and being like, well, that's not a bug's mm -hmm. life. <laughs> yeah, but there's like some language in this thing, and 
I just remember thinking, this is kind of weird. You know, it's like they were trying, and it's something that DreamWorks never quite figured out, how to balance entertainment that could be both entertaining for adults and kids. Mm-hmm. You know, they always, when they tried to make it funny enough that adults would enjoy it, they always skewed a little too adult for the kids mm-hmm. in the audience, you know? And um, and I remember Ants kind of being an example of that. But, uh, but I just remember also thinking Bugs Life was just more fun. The characters were more memorable. Um, you know, everybody remembers Heimlich. And can you do a Heimlich? Uh, <laughs> no, not I, the actual thing, but like the voice. I don't. I'd have to hear him one more time before I could do it. I'm going to be a cute little butterfly. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I'll be a beautiful butterfly. Um, but uh, he, he it, says, "Ooh, candy corn!" At one point. Yes, <laughs> I will finish it for you. Um. <laughs> But the cast in this, I mean, you're talking about Julia Louis-Dreyfus, who is still very hot in Seinfeld. You know, like, that's still a, that's still a property that's very hot on television at the time that this is coming out. David Hyde Pierce, who is very hot in Frasier, another very hot show that's on TV at the time. Um, and, and Dennis Leary. You're so hot right now. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, I didn't know any other word to use for it. Um and, and Richard Kind, he was on. Oh, oh Richard, God, Sex yeah. In the city. Yeah. No. No, he yeah. was on. Uh, he was on Mad About You. Oh, Mad About You. Yeah. And um, you know, Phyllis Diller is a is just a legend, in 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 the comedy world, and um, you know, Kevin Spacey, of course, has fallen from grace because he's an idiot. But uh, you know, <laughs> the, the technical term is butt. Mm, He's a well, yeah, we mm, be careful. Um, <laughs> but you know, at the time, he was acting royalty. I mean, you know, like this. This was a huge, huge cast: Bonnie Hunt, Madeline Kahn. The first, the Bonnie Hunt. This is her first Pixar film. Yeah. So this is kind of you know this is a big deal. Um, Brad, um, uh, what's Brad Garrett? Is it was dim. Yeah, and he's from uh, Everybody Loves Raymond, right? Right. Yeah. So you're talking about just a, just a really, you know. And granted, Ants had Woody Allen, you know, but I'll be honest, I've never seen a Woody Allen film, and so for me, Woody Allen's not someone who's all who's on my radar at all. No. And um. And the guy from Cheers is Woody Harrelson, right? Right. He's the guy that's okay, going to be in guy. Solo. Got it. Yeah. And and so I just remember, you know, the cast being better, the the movie being better, and you just felt better when you left the movie. Um, and so it, you know, it, it's uh, I, that's the first thing. The other thing is, is is we were talking earlier about this is not a movie. It's not like a go to movie sometimes for people. And right, but it not. is really really good. And part of the success financially at the box office was due to the the success of Toy Story. I think so. And and then part of the reason that people don't necessarily, I think, maybe remember it with the fondness that I think is due this movie is because of Toy Story. Yeah, because the year la- uh, one year later, Toy Story 2 comes out. Right. And just completely, you get Bullseye and mm-hmm. all that awesomeness and Jesse and it just yeah, completely... But- you don't remember this because then you're like, oh, it's Toy Story. They made Toy Story and then Toy Story 2. And you're like, no, no, no. Well, but also this was three years after Toy Story. And 
and for three years, under, understand something that in in my lifetime there have been a few movies that have literally changed the game of filmmaking. Star Wars being one of them. Um, the uh, the the Jurassic Park being the next huge leap in evolution. And then just a few years later, Toy Story revolutionized animated film on a storytelling level, on a way it looked level, on the people that would be involved with the voice acting type level, that sort of I mean, you were talking Tom Hanks and uh, Tim Allen at that moment in time. And that and again, huger stars there are not, you know, to 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 lend their voices to to characters in the movie. And and the story resonated with everyone, and the jokes landed with everyone, and it was just a revolution in in animated movies. So you're waiting three years to see what Pixar is going to offer up next, and when you hear Pixar, Pixar is now associated with this is this Excellent. is yeah. I mean, just with one movie, it's associated. So their sophomore outing is a Bug's Life. And it is a fantastic movie. I'm not. I, I don't want to belittle this movie at all, but it's no Toy Story. Yeah. And and so I think that that is one of the reasons that people don't look back and say, "Oh man, Bugs Life." You know, I I, I think that being sandwiched between Toy Story and Toy Story Two, I think that the time spent and and just the the critical reaction, though it was good, you know, it was hard. It was hard to follow up Toy Story with anything that would be remotely better however and i said this for years i don't know that pixar for some they would say it was cars and cars too and i know that's not you Teresa, but i don't know that pixar has really stumbled yet in in what they've done there's been some things that have hit more than others but but all of their movies have been really good from a storytelling point of view and they've all tended to push the medium of animation forward in, in what they're doing. Yeah. And by the way, Cars, the Cars franchise is one of the largest money making franchises for Pixar and Disney, period. Sure. And that's I'm, so something that right. I can't say. I wasn't saying that I feel that way. You know, I, yeah, I know, I know, but we'll get there. We're not there yet. Mm-hmm. But I can't, it's just not I can't wait to get to Cars. Life. Right. I know. I can't wait to get to Cars. I can't wait to get to Cars just to kind of say, all right, Teresa, go. Yeah, just let me loose. <laughs> That's going to be a very passionate show. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not fair to A Bug's Life to be sandwiched between the toy stories. It's just not fair. And also, while you were talking, there were some things I thought of, but I didn't want to interrupt your flow. So, let me go back. Mm-hmm. It's a baby dinosaur. Mr. <laughs> DNA. Okay, and then also, I'm Mrs. Nesbitt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there we go. I got it out. It's a baby dinosaur. A baby dinosaur. So Riley's gone. Is that what has happened here? Riley's like, I've never seen that no. dinosaur movie. You, I've seen it. Riley, you've never seen Jurassic Park? Yes, I have. The he first has. one? He has. I thought so. In we fact, went... It's funny because there's so much of the discussion so far is so closely tied to... Um, the, there's a brand new Steven Spielberg documentary that just went on HBO that's amazing. Mm-hmm. I just felt like I wanted to toss in that plug. Yeah, what's the name of that? Because we have HBO. I want to watch just it. Just Spielberg. Okay. I want to watch it. Yeah, but, you know, it's just not fair. And the Toy Stories are just so good, which we will obviously talk about Toy Story 2 next time. But as far as A Bug's Life, 
like my favorite characters, I love Dot, who is Hayden Panettiere as like a super little kid. And just Dot is the cutest thing ever. And I also want to point out that Richard Kind, who plays Molt, who is Hopper's brother, mm-hmm. he's Bing Bong. He's you, Steve. I don't need to hear about Bing Bong bing right now. Bing Bong, Bing Bong. Mm-mm. I don't need to hear about Bing Bong right now. <laughs> but I was listening to it, and I'm like, who is this? Who is this? And I was like, oh my gosh, it's Bing Bong. And I really like Flick a lot, and I'm really sad that I've never met him at the Disney parks yet. He's one of the few I've never met. Slim is also hilarious. Yes. Well, David is so funny. And and David Hyde Pierce is like his delivery of the stuff that he says. And and this is the thing. Let me tell you what captured my imagination about a bug's life the first time I saw it. When they're flying to Ant Island and he does the thing with his hand where he's playing in the wind. No one has ever caught that on film, uh, you know, in an animated way. Of someone just doing what you do when you're riding down the window and you just kind of turn your hand up and let the wind take it up and then push it down, you know, and you're basically playing with wind resistance. And that's mm-hmm. what he, and he does that a little bit with it. And I'm like, it was just that small touch. And I saw that and it really just stuck out to me. And I remember seeing it in the theater and it really sticking out to me. And, I, and that's when I'm like, this is what makes this, these little things make whoever's making these movies, because I didn't know names and stuff back then, makes them geniuses. Yeah. And it was just, and yeah, but his stuff was hilarious. The stuff with Francis is funny. <laughs> just because I'm a ladybug means I'm a girl. And they, and, and they were very punny in this. You know, there were a lot of different, like, bug puns and stuff. Um, <laughs> when, puns. when the lady's like, who, bug puns, woo um, when the When the waitress is like, who ordered the poo-poo platter? And all those little flies just jump on it. It's really funny. It's gross, but it's funny. I love the water, how for the bugs, all the water are like, they can hold little drops Mm -hmm. of water and they like suck on them, you know? Yes. It's really funny. Give me a Bloody Mary. Oh, positive. (laughs) Uh, I like everything they did with the blades of grass and Mm -hmm. how they make all kinds of different stuff out of it. Yes. I thought that was really cool. They, being able to do construction with like little tiny stuff. Uh, Riley brought up something about sound effects when we were watching it when it starts to rain. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so basically you hear it's like World War II bombers, and in the background you hear the... Yep. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, they, all, they do a lot of neat things with sound, and I didn't hear any Star Wars sound effects in this when I watched it today. Um, you know, like in, in Toy Story, the, the little, uh, there was like a nesting doll that's like Jawas. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, and, and you'll get some, you'll get some different, and then, in, and we'll, there'll be a lot of them in Toy Story 2 that we'll oh, hear. Yeah, there's a lot. There was also something else you mentioned that was like a visual from another movie that I can't remember, like the sun setting or something like that. Oh, yeah. They had the Apocalypse Now shot with the grasshoppers. Yes. Yes, they did. That's right. With them flying in. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. The red sun in the background. Mm-hmm. The oh, reason... Grasshoppers. Ugh. <laughs> what is with the psycho crazy one? He... Yeah, is that a... Z- that was what I was wondering. Is it a zombie grasshopper? What is this? He's just nuts, man. He's Thumper. I like how Dot at the end is like, No. 
bad grasshopper. Yeah. <laughs> she just like smacks him. They really do a good job building this up. I love the moment when um when they when Flick is like making his big speech. He's like, I was so glad to find these warriors and they whisper in his ear and he's like, Hold on, what? And then he looks, and they're like trying to show him that they're circus performers, and they all just kind of gather around Francis, and he juggles a little bit, and they all just strike a pose. Yeah. He's like, oh, no. It's just a great way to communicate without dialogue and everything. It was just, uh, that's the stuff. That's the storytelling and the communication they do in these movies that is just so good. They catch these things with double takes and everything. And and it didn't dawn on me until I was at the very end of the movie that the ants don't have six appendages. They got two yeah, arms yeah, and yeah. two so legs. They talk about that. So the in order to like kind of anthropomorphize or whatever that word is. Good work. Okay, I, I don't know how you say it. Anthro is that right? Anthropomorphize. Anthropomorphize. Woof. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> woof, 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 woof. Uh, they made it to where they had arms and legs and they got rid of an appendage mm-hmm. so they could stand up. And then they added an appendage on either side to the grasshoppers to make them more frightening looking. Mm-hmm. So it's like they took the ants' appendages and gave them to the grasshoppers. And they did study bugs. See, this is the one movie that I would not have wanted to be an animator on. Because I could not be around all these bugs mm. to just look at them and stuff. No. Mm-mm. And if there were roaches around, there, there would have been a serious problem. No. I'm okay with spiders. I would have been fine with that. But not not all ooh, all the bugs. It's giving me chills. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool if they're over there. Also, one of the first things in the film that I love is the ants are taking the food and they're walking in the line <laughs> yes. and then the leaf falls. <laughs> and he's like, I'm lost. I can't go on. This is nothing compared to the twig of 93. Mr. Soil. (laughs) And he's like, we're going to go around the leaf. And they're like, no, I can't. Just follow me. Keep your eyes on me. And what's funny about that is it plays off of science. Ants Mm -hmm. find their way home and they follow each other based on a trail of proteins that's on their feet that Mm -hmm. they leave. That's how when ants come into your house, they know how to get out because they leave a trail of protein along everywhere they walk. Mm -hmm. And so they can follow that back. That's why that protein is interrupted by this leaf. Right. That's why when you see ants, like if you see them in your house, especially you'll see that it's usually one or two lines that are going. And, um, I actually uh, saw a documentary one time where they were talking about them, and they they had this really great camera shot of an ant on a little ant treadmill. Like somehow they'd worked out a little treadmill for it to be on, and it would actually touch its butt to the ground. Oh yeah. To leave to leave the pro to leave the thing. I don't know what kind of ant that was, yeah. but um, you got to watch out for that. Yeah, you watch out for his butt. Exactly. <laughs> wow, a lot of butt talk on a bug's life. <laughs> It's not a but guys. It's not a butt's life. It's a bug's life. <laughs> well, you know, and like ants are funny things. I mean, there's so many different kinds of ants, mm-hmm. and I actually didn't do the research to figure out what kind of ant they, you know, modeled these after. They're mutant ants, but is what they are. There's all kinds, and there's some scary ants. There's 
it's probably something narrated by David Attenborough. Yes. Where the they talk about that. I think it's the ants in Africa. Yes, the that African will eat humans. Yes, the African bullet army ant, also known as. No, I'm just making stuff up. Also I known really as. Really do. There's an African ant that will eat people. All right, one moment, African please. African people. I believe you're talking about from the Indiana Jones. What? World's deadliest ant, the army ant. Right. Yeah, that's just saying that the small regular ant is the deadliest. No, it's not. No, well, I, just by I watched of... an episode of MacGyver where they were having to run away from the army ants mm. because they were coming into town. Army ants eat everything. The army ant is ravenous. They're nature's mongol hordes. They kill and eat everything in their path. That's my David Attenborough. Is there any truth to the rumor that ants eat cows, people, and crops? Didn't Army you, ants. Didn't you see... Um, <gasps> did, There's you, an ant eating a person's finger. Gross. Didn't you see Indiana Jones in the Last Crusade? I mean, <laughs> Indiana Jones in the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? I've seen that too. Yeah. Big, big dang ants. Um, Maybe they're in Brazil? I don't know. That's but either right. way, It was Brazil. Army ants are freak freaky ants you know what else there are ants that are terrible in texas they're called fire ants yeah. and they hurt <laughs> i believe fire ants are pretty common to america okay well they hurt real bad i can speak from experience as a kid yes they do i hate hate fire ants the name army ant or legionary ant or marumbunta is applied to over 200 ant species in different lineages due to their aggressive predatory foraging groups known as raids. Oh, gross. Um, Is that narrated by David Attenborough? Uh, <laughs> Riley has this video of these ants on BBC, and I want to say it's probably David Attenborough. I want Steve to play it. I'm David Attenborough. Send me the link. It actually is. Oh, it my gosh. Like, send the link. Like... Give the link to Steve. Steve. Yeah. But these ants are creepy. Like, okay, so, like, these bugs. Okay, the... There's a black widow spider. Black widow spiders are super dangerous. Yeah, that's But you know what's also dangerous? What's that? The brown ones. Brown recluses. Brown recluses, are, yeah. They're terrible. Praying mantis? This Manny, the praying mantis, he must have never had a girlfriend. Because praying mantis females eat males after mating. That's right. That's true. Like, super. Like, bugs, as great as this is, and they make them super cute and mm -hmm. cuddly here, they're gross. By the way, I think it's important to note that Manny was voiced by Dr. Smith from the original Lost in Space television series. Hmm. Here we go. Army ant. Army ant. This may look like him? a ball of a million yeah. individuals, but make no mistake, the colony acts as one. Hear all the clicking and a stuff? A superorganism with a sensory system of two million antennae. Antennae. Oh. A skeleton made from the living bodies of workers. A defense system of soldier ants. Oh, Lord. Ready to act at what are they any doing? sign of danger. Oh, this is kind of creepy. <laughs> a digestive system processing piles of food deep inside. Even a coordinated system for dealing with all the waste. Wow. I tell you, ants are fascinating creatures. I have gotten into a YouTube channel 
um, called Ant Canada. Ants Canada. Now, the narrator really gets on my nerves, but he doesn't, he has too many ants in his home, but he makes some amazing, like, stuff for them to live in. And he makes every episode, tries to make every episode like some adventure. I really wish I could narrate it for him. I would do my best, David Attenborough. Steve, did you have ant farms growing up? No, God, why would I? Oh, I did. Yeah. We although we never bought the ones that you get in the store, we would get like mason jars mm-hmm. and make little ant colonies and watch yeah. them tunnel. Yeah, it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. The various yeah. kind of ants. Mm-mm. You know what? Okay, so one time when we were camping, I found some ants, and they were making their anthill, or I guess maybe getting food, and they were coming from this tree. I have a video of it, and they're carrying these leaves, Mm -hmm. and I followed them, and their anthill was covered in these leaves, Mm -hmm. and they would, like, drop a leaf, and then, then I just watched them for a while, like, bring these leaves, and these ants would come out of the hill and pull the leaves down mm-hmm. it was it, it blew my mind is just how crazy organized it is very coordinated ants and bees both do that do do yeah. that kind of have that kind of neat coordination that reminds me when heimlich says i'm a little bumblebee <laughs> <laughs> he does he comes on that thing stuck on his butt by the way yeah. So tuck and roll, by the way. Oh my gosh. Like minions before minions. Yes. Yes. That's another DreamWorks movie, by the way, the Despicable yep. Me series. Yeah. <laughs> and they're pill bugs, and I love pill bugs. Mm-hmm. And y'all, minions are hot right now. Make no Wait, mistake about it. Do you call it. them pill bugs, or do you call them roly polies? Roly polies. I, I call them roly polies. Yeah, they've always been roly. They'll always be roly polies to me. Riley. Pill bugs or roly polies. Mm. Roly polies. Okay. I had to think about it. I I've got to be honest with you. I don't know that I've ever heard pill bugs before. I have, but I still call them roly polies. I also like the the centipedes pulling the train or the millipedes oh, pulling yeah. the, pulling the pulling the train pulling the wagon for PT Flea. And the way he moves around, the way that PT Flea moves around. Again, it's that thing that Pixar... It's kind of like what Disney did with the pigeons in Bolt. You know, it's like... If you've ever seen a flea jump, like, it's almost like it teleports. And that's exactly what he's doing when you... Well, yeah, he talks about killing himself with fire and then a day to recover (laughs) so that he can be killed with fire again the next day because fleas don't die. Right. Like, you you have to smush a flea, like, really hard to kill it. They're tough little buggers, so to speak. Bugs. Bugs. Anyhow. I just want to see the Greatest Showman uh, mashup where P.T. Flea is suddenly the Hugh Jackman hero of the story. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. You ready? Get Riley? Uh-huh. This one's for you. So, Stuffity, here's what we need. We need that whole little bit at the circus, at the Flea Circus, when they're, when they're lighting everything on fire. We need that set to This is the Greatest Show. Ladies yes, and gents, please. can I have your... Oh, yeah. My entire work on this show is done. <laughs> well, it's up to Stuffity. He's the man. Yeah. <laughs> this is the greatest bug Carissa said in the in the show notes. Um, somebody brought up doodlebugs. Doodlebugs are different than roly-polies. Yes. They're doodle, not the same. Right. A doodlebug is different. Right. A doodlebug... A doodlebug bug, it's like a little hole in dirt. 
or sand, and they're super small. A doodle bug is a Volkswagen car. Yeah. No. Once a bug, little bug. I wonder what a doodle bug actually looks like. Riley, what's your favorite bug? Um. Eh, praying mantis. Oh. We had a pet one. He died. It was sad. We had one in our fourth grade class. Really? Now, according to this, a doodle bug is the the lava of an ant lion. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at it. It's gross. Ooh, they Lord. Lord, I don't like the look at that at all. That looks like something that would haunt your dreams. Yeah. No, it says, when the ants move through the sand... Okay, hang on. Let me back up. These squat little bugs who mostly live in loose sand where they create pit traps earn their goofy nicknames not because they are thought to be stupid, but instead because of their unintentional drawings. When the ants move through the sand, their big butts drag behind them, leaving behind scribbly little trails. Once again. While ant lions are the most well-known as doodle bugs, the term has also been used to describe other insects like pill bugs, but it's not. They're these ant lion things, which Mm. look freaky. They look like the thing that got put in uh, uh, Chekhov's ear in in Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. (laughs) Ew. Okay, so my favorite kind of bug... Is none. Um, but <laughs> if I had to pick one, what kind of bug doesn't hurt me? Uh, uh, um, it's right there. A ladybug? I don't really like them. They feel weird when they walk on you. Um, I thought you were going to say they feel weird when you walk on them. but No. Pill bugs are okay. You know what? I actually don't mind tarantulas because they, they're not going to bite you. Mm-hmm. They don't bite you and they because their mouths are way too small and they're fuzzy and they're really gentle when they walk. They feel, they feel kind of cool. You know what I thought a really neat part of this movie was is when he gets to the quote-unquote city and, and that big granddaddy long legs walks over him. Oh yeah, or the really there's some super morbid stuff like the the cricket or the grasshopper that's like a child, child pulled, pulled off, off my, my wings. <laughs> I think that was supposed to be a cricket because oh, he was yeah. rubbing his little legs together to play like the violin, and that's how crickets make their noises. Um, crickets smell when they die. How do you how do you feel throat. about how do you feel about lightning bugs? I like lightning bugs. Okay, Riley, do you call them lightning bugs or fireflies? Fireflies. Mm. I call them a lightning bug. I've always called them lightning bugs as well. It's a little old lightning that is bug. More of a southern thing, I think. I was going to say that's yeah. the southerner in us, Teresa. Yeah. That's a southern. I do like a lightning bug now. Um, also, I I tell you what, I've become a big fan of bees. I don't mind bees. I'm, they don't bother me. I'm thinking of Another Ra- DreamWorks movie, by the way. Oh mm. yeah, that's right. <laughs> Was that was a B movie DreamWorks? They, I think so. With old Jerry Seinfeld, I am thinking about raising bees. Well, you could get honey. My exactly. sister and brother-in-law do. Really? Yeah. Do they love it? They have. They love it. It's more hobby. They don't have a, a bunch. I think they have four hives now. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I like flutterbys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really like flutterbys. They're pretty. Um, I also like to save caterpillars. 
So if I see a caterpillar in a walkway or something, I try to get it on a leaf so that I can move it so he doesn't get squished. Yeah, you got to be careful. You might grab one that's kind of poisonous and I'm not going to pick it up. I'm going to put oh. it on a leaf yeah. and then move it out of the way. We By the way, Greg picked up a grasshopper the other day that somehow got up here on the third floor. Yeah, well, they... And we they, were like, you're going to starve, dude. They fly. And he was like barely moving and he just picks him up. And carries him down the stairs to put him back in the grass. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> nice like, of him. You. It was nice. We were like, we should save this grasshopper. By the way, currently, The Incredibles 54, Toy Story 52. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, now that we're talking about our favorite bugs, I think we're probably done. Well, no, I do want to say one more thing. Oh, okay. I want to go back to classic Disney movies that we've talked about, and I want to, I want to think of some different things that took place in some of these movies. For example, in in Snow White, you had uh, the evil queen as the old hag fall off the cliff, you know, with the boulder falling behind her. Um, you had in uh, in in, uh, in 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 Cinderella, uh, Lucifer, um, falling out of the tower. Uh, <laughs> Lucifer, yeah, falling out of the tower. Uh, the, Ursula, impaled um, by a ship. Uh, you had um, in the Lion King, we saw the death of Mufasa <gasps> as he was as he plummeted into um, into the stampede, and then you saw Scar plummet into the fiery depths of Pride Rock. And he was eaten alive by hyenas. And here, that's right, that's right. And he deserved it. And here. In a, in a Bug's Life, like, the death scene of Hopper was Super really... violent. Yes. Even though they didn't show anything, it was still, like, this real violent moment because you knew I, what I was know, happening. I they showed him, like, wiggling in the bird's beak. Right, right? Yeah, but, he, but she, she fed him to her kids. Damn. Shouldn't technically... Shouldn't she have eaten him and then regurgitated him into... Well, no, because oh, those bird, those little birds already had feathers and stuff, so they were able to eat oh, okay. them. Yeah, they can eat solid food. Right, they could. They were eating solid food at this point, and uh, that just by the really. Way, I've already found a YouTube video of a compilation of all Disney deaths. Oh, great! Jeez, oh, send me that link, because there are a lot of them deaths. It's twenty-two minutes. Oh my Good God. night. Let me send it to me, and I'll scroll through it a little bit. There it is. Oh my Gross. gosh! That's crazy. I think it's fantastic. Um, the bird they built was pretty awesome, though. Yes, the, yes. That was so cool. It was a. This is a really, really neat movie. I mean, like it. It's um. It, you know the it's it is really super creative and fun. Oh, the dinosaurs! I forgot about the dinosaurs in Fantasia, and that, yeah, where they all start dying out, where they've had the fight. Oh, the um, the do the Siamese cats die? They don't die. No. Tramp kills a possum or a raccoon. Maleficent, Maleficent and Sleeping Beauty. Mm-hmm. Sword of Truth, fly fist and swift and sure that good prevail or that evil die and good endure. Yeah. That was the thing. Let's see. Oh, rescuers down under. Oh yeah. This name dies. 
The Great Mouse Detective has a... Oh, of course. I scrub right to Mufasa's death. Seriously? Mm. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the little guy that Jafar sends down into the... Um, not the Well of Souls, the, the big tiger mouth in the desert. He gets mm-hmm. swallowed up by the desert. You He's, mean the who disturbs my slumber? Who disturbs my slumber. Yeah, so anyhow... What I'm saying is, in classic Disney death fashion, uh, <laughs> Hopper got it. It was um, it was pretty brutal. Oh, Tarzan. Ugh. So much death. A lot of death. Treasure a Planet. A lot of death. Anyway, this is getting... I really ended you guys downhill. on a good note. This yeah, is yeah. going super downhill. All right, so... Coming up next on Disney Vault Talk will be Toy Story 2. Oh, what you about con- what about Dr. Sondi and um in The Princess and the Frog? He got sucked into pure hell. You mean Dr. Facilier? Yeah, I'm sorry. I got him confused with the bad guy from a James Bond movie. <laughs> All right. So, coming up next, uh Toy Story 2 and no one dies in that movie. Um so that's good. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Now they're all completely safe when I watch it. No, they're not. Well, that's all right, Riley. The death comes in Toy Story 3. Oh, (laughs) jeez. All right. So in between shows, you can contact us by sending us an email to vaulttalk at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook. Just look for Disney Vault Talk. You are on Twitter and Instagram at Disney Vault Talk. I am at Ice Cold Penguin. Steve is at Steve Glosson. And you can fire... Fire? Whoa, now. Don't fire anybody. Fine. Yeah. You can do both. <laughs> you can um, find the entire network of Gulliver's shows at Gulliver's on Twitter. Um, Guys, I don't have a good bug song. Steve, okay, I'll keep going. Um, you can um, go to our Facebook group. It's um, geekoutonline.com slash group. And you can join our group and hang out and talk. There are two questions that you do have to answer, though, before we let you into the group. Um, You can go to geekoutonline.com and use the Amazon link there. It helps support the shows and pay for stuff. Oh, and don't Um, forget. Geek is on there, too. Let's always do the follow-up, starkvillelabs.com slash expo. That's right. Get on the mailing list right now. That's right. Um, There's also Patreon for Geek Out Loud. Riley, why don't Um, you... Uh, Riley, There's wh- some other stuff yeah, that Ra- I don't remember. Riley, why don't, um, Riley, why don't you plug your stuff? <laughs> oh, yeah, Riley, well, can where can that. people find you? Oh, who, me? Yeah. Little old me. Uh, if you like Star Wars, go check out StarWarsReport.com. And if you uh, want to get started and you haven't ever heard it before, just put a slash about in front of that. All right. And Riley's at the Riley guy on the Twitters and the Instagrams. Oh, yes. Yes. Well, and actually, you know, the one other thing is uh, keep an eye on the Star Sports Facebook because that's where I post the videos for when I travel and do fun, cool stuff like go to Austin. So travel if you want to see uh, some of those, uh, check out our Facebook. Uh, yes, and patreon.com slash geekoutloud is where you can support all of our shows directly. Um, we are have that new show that's going to come exclusively to the Patreon supporters so that I will be a man of integrity. That's going to have me and Shaz Bazaar discussing the theology of the Force as we walk through all eight thus far Star Wars movies and discuss simply just the Force. We're not talking story. We're not talking anything else. We're talking story. Now, you may say, Steve, why are you playing Nickelback? Because it's a 
Spider-Man movie song, and it's a bug. Spider-Man bug. I don't know. That's all I got, guys. That's all I got. You you can send your bug song suggestions to uh, to vaulttalk at gmail dot com, <laughs> and Teresa will fill all of those. Um, Forceology one hundred and one is what Patreon supporters will be privileged to hear next week. So Shaz Bazaar and myself going to be doing that. Looking forward to getting into that. And you can support us at patreon.com slash geekoutloud. And as Teresa mentioned, all those links, the Amazon links are the only ones that are really up right now at geekoutonline.com and geekoutpodcast.com. There is a WWE Network link. If you want to watch WrestleMania this week, go ahead and sign up for that. And um, you can use the link at geekoutpodcast.com. Well, it's been a great show, great time with you guys. Riley, thanks so much for joining us, sir. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me. For Riley, I'm Steve. And I'm Teresa. Well, what did we decide? Didn't we? Are we changing this? Easter eggs. Something Toy Story. We were going to change this, but I don't remember. Anyway, I'm Teresa. May all your days be magical. <laughs> and may you figure out what we're going to say at the end of the show. And yeah. Watch out. Watch out for my butt.